Chad Hayden with Moose Runners Barbecue, 19th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Champion, and this is Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show, the show where we talk about all things that are important in the world of barbecue. From big-name interviews with competitors on the barbecue circuit, grill manufacturers and pit makers, to advice on cooking brisket and ribs, you'll find it all right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Your host, Greg Rempe, is a backyard barbecue and grilling fanatic and loves to talk about his passion, which many of us share together. You can learn more about barbecue and grilling by visiting the website, thebbqcentral.com. Now, let's get in the smoke. Here's your program host, Greg Rempe. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Reppy. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. It's the outdoor live fire, cooking, grilling, staying warm together show. If it has anything to do with outdoor live fire, cooking, and grilling, you're going to find it right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Show. If you're not picking us up here on the audio stream via the Mothership, which is better known as Barbecue Central Radio Networks, perhaps you're getting us over at the very first home base of the show, latalkradio.com. Carries the first 50 minutes of the show. Appreciate that as always. Or you can pick up the live video feed, outdoorcookingchannel.com. Those are the three different ways currently that you can get the show live every Tuesday from 9 to 11. You can also get replays of the show at any point at your convenience through a number of different podcast directories. You can also come to the Barbecue Central Radio Network's homepage and hit up the archives where we have from 2010, January uh, 2010 to current. You can also subscribe to each and every live show that has ever happened on the live Barbecue Central Radio show on iTunes. So if you can't make it here each and every Tuesday, get that show on archives. Never miss a segment, never miss a great interview, never miss a great take, whatever the case may be. Get it on iTunes or some type of a podcast so you can listen at your convenience. Big crowd already in the chat room. A lot of listeners on the audio side only, so we have a great show lined up for you. Before I tell you what's happening tonight, let me give you some contact information. If you want to call the show, it's toll-free, 877-448-0433. Greg at the com is the email address. If you want to jump in on the email side, you don't want to make that call. I understand. Sometimes it can be a little intimidating having to gather some thoughts. Uh, perhaps you're worried about stumbling through your call and looking like a fool in front of the rest of the Centralites. <laughs> We're here to laugh at you, I have to admit it. So if you feel more comfortable doing uh, the email thing, I completely understand. It's perfectly acceptable. Those are the two ways to get in touch with the show. And here's what's planned for this evening. Coming up in about 11 minutes from now, we have a longtime sponsor of the show, a man who is no stranger to barbecuing, grilling, also a online and in real life 
retailer of barbecue and grilling equipment. That's right. It's the smoking guitar player himself, Fred Bernardo, of Fred's Music and Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. We'll be breaking down some Turkey Fest 2011. That would be the thing that I had been promoting for about the last five weeks on the show that took place this past weekend. Also, we'll talk about a number of other things that he has going on, uh, whether it be in the online presence or in the brick-and-mortar Shillington, <clears throat> Pennsylvania location. Fred Bernardo coming up in about 11 minutes from now. Uh, coming up after Fred, 35 past the hour, we have reloaded John Dawson from Patio Daddio Barbecue. Second hour, a first-timer to the show. He's got a great little invention for your kettle-style grills. It's uh, Al Contarino, inventor of Kettle Pizza and the Kettle Pizza accessory, to be exact. And you can find out a little bit more on that before Al makes his inaugural appearance on the show by visiting kettlepizza.com, just as it sounds, kettlepizza.com. Looks like an interesting unit. Wanted to give him a little time, get a little promotion out there. Everybody loves to grill pizza. This might be something you might be interested in, especially, obviously, if you have a kettle grill. Everybody loves accessories. It's the most uh, time-consuming, money-consuming part of this whole hobby that we love and enjoy, and that's accessories. And uh, El Contarino will be joining us to talk about kettle pizza, so check that out. And then uh, closing out the show, 35 past the hour of 10, Scott Roberts from scottrobertswed.com, joining me for his monthly review on sauces and rubs as well, so that's what you have to look forward to this evening. You're going to have to... Uh, Bear with me, folks, because I've had uh, quite a little bit of a bout of throat sickness, and I had no voice about two days ago. So struggling here tonight for, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull off two hours now. Might have to call in a guest host or something. <clears throat> or I'm going to be using this uh, cough button quite a bit. Uh, so there you go. Big show lined up, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com is the email address. Use them if you want to. Don't use them if you don't want to. Don't, don't use them if you want. Whatever. Don't use them if you don't want to use them. And just enjoy the show for what it is. That's fine. Hey, guess what? Big giveaway starting tonight and then for the next three weeks that will be preceding the show tonight. A new giveaway. Free. We love free, right? Love the free. How about a free loof light? Yeah, that's right. We did it uh, six, seven, eight months ago. And Sinjin from the American side of Luftleiter has recontacted me, reestablished communications with the show, and is very interested in giving away four new Luftleiters over the next four shows. This is a between $70 to $80 retail value. I'm not kidding. You can just go on Amazon or any of these number things or go to Luft. Uh, I think it's, it's either Luft USA or LuftLighterUSA.com and uh, check it out for yourself. Make sure that you don't think I'm feeding you a line of crap as far as retail value is concerned. And I'm not. It's free. Why would I care how much it costs? Why would you care how much it costs? Just know you're getting a deal. Plus, you don't have to pay for the shipping either. So it's probably like worth $750 when it's all said and done. You might be asking yourself, <clears throat> Rempy, what's a loof lighter? Well, let me tell you. number of different ways to light your charcoal, whatever the case may be. Uh, loof lighter is kind of a, a dual lighting mechanism. It is electric, so you're going to have to have some type of power outlet. Agreed. Maybe not the most convenient thing. However, this is just another option. 
And uh, here's what I like about it. A, it's just another gadget that we can throw in the gadget box. Uh, but when you plug it in and then you go ahead, uh, I, I find it particularly beneficial for those people that really enjoy the hardwood charcoal, like the lump charcoal lighting, especially if you're some type of a ceramic uh, cooker user, because you only need a small amount of charcoal in those ceramic cookers, or like the Bubba kegs. And you touch the tip of this loofed lighter right to the charcoal, hold it down about 30 seconds to the 45 seconds later, see that little spark? That means the charcoal is lit, it's ready to go. You just kind of take it back just a few inches away, and you'll see that you have a nice glowing little fire, and then you have this superheated stream of air just continually hitting it. You're introducing high-powered oxygen to the fire, and before you know it, you have a nice little patch of fire going uh, right in the middle of your charcoal, and it works well on briquettes. Plus, if you have a fire pit and you're worried about dumping gasoline on wood to start your fire pit or whatever the case may be, this actually doubles as a traditional fire starter as well for wood, like sticks. And you can use it there as well. I've actually tried it myself on the sticks because I was a little skeptical, and it actually works. A little bit more time involved to actually get those up and running. But again, you don't have to use... Uh, accelerants. Uh, this is a nice, clean, natural way to get your flames going. And it is for your review. If you are the lucky winner of the show, and I still haven't exactly figured out how we're going to give these away because it is kind of a high-dollar retail value gift. We'll figure it out. It'll probably be towards the last segment of the show, so you're going to have to keep tuned if you're interested in trying one. I mean, who doesn't want something for free that would normally be like $85 after shipping? You're lying to yourself, and you're more importantly, you're lying to others if you say that you don't like it. I see the instant chat comments. Look, I understand that propane weed burner is the way to go. That is obviously my preferred method because I am the most ardent and staunch pyromaniac that I know. Anything that sounds like an F-14 Tomcat afterburner going in hyperdrive to Mach 3 is something that I want to have at my installation at all times. However... Sometimes that is not the most prudent way to get the fire going, safely-wise, green-wise, whatever the case may be. So uh, four weeks from now, for the next four weeks, free loof lighters uh, for everybody. Wow, bad. That was bad. We'll figure out how we're going to do it. Free loof lighters for the next four shows for some lucky contestant. All right, gang, Draper's Barbecue, maybe you've heard of them, newest sponsor to the show. They're a third-generation barbecue company located in western Kentucky. In between that Memphis and Kansas City type area, Shane Draper wanted to create a line of products that represented both cities, as well as the flavor profiles of his home. Draper's Smoking Sauce is a savory with a touch of sweetness, tangy with some heat, Its balanced yet complex blend of spices is just at home on the competition trail, as it is in the backyard. Smoking Sauce has brought home several trophies this year in 2011 on ribs and chicken, and it's on the front lines in the battle against overly sweet flavor profiles, which is something that I appreciate and adore. Also, Draper's Barbecue has a fantastically versatile rub known as AP Rub. Now, the AP is short for all-purpose, right? It has a great flavor for any of those traditional proteins that you would use, but it can also be used on other things like popcorn or french fries, salads, onion rings, soups, chowders, 
Chex Mix baked potatoes in those dredges for frying fish and chicken and other such revelries. Your imagination is really the only limitation to the AP rub because that balance of savory, salty, sweet, and heat make it great on virtually anything. Now look, I'm not going to lie like I know I want them. Smoking Sauce and AP Rub are great products on their own, but really shine when they're used together. The dovetail of the two flavor profiles make a completely different and even more, can you believe it, even more complex flavor that judges will keep thinking about long after they've put your entry down. Perhaps they'll even go back for second and third bites. Perhaps not, but perhaps they will, and that's a good thing. Mix of the two has a designed roller coaster effect on the palate that swings the taster through all parts of their taste buds. Look, you can find Draper's Barbecue three different places on the web. DrapersBBQ.com. Our good friends over at the Barbecue Addicts, which is BBQAddicts.com, or at BBQProShop.com. These are all trusted Draper's resources. Also, you can find Draper's Barbecue on the Facebook and on the Twitter chain is always available for questions and will help competitors with flavor profiles at any point. You have a local store you want Draper's Barbecue products in, send Shane an email at info at drapersbbq.com. You might get some free gear from Shane just for helping out. Draper's Barbecue, when they say three generations of pride and flavor in a bottle, they mean it. Drapersbbq.com. Smoking guitar player next. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. Coming up on 14 past the hour. Don't forget, coming up 35 past, we have John Dawson, Patio Daddio BBQ. Also, second hour. Al Constantino going to be joining us talking about Kettle Pizza, and then we have Scott Roberts closing out the show. But as promised, longtime sponsor of the show, and more importantly, friend of the show, smoking guitar player himself, Fred Bernardo joining us here on the show. Fred, how are you, buddy? How you doing, Greg? Doing absolutely fantastic, Fred. Appreciate you making time for the show tonight. Kind of a uh, long time no talk. So, you know, what's the haps over in Shillington, Pennsylvania these days? Well, Greg, you know, I've been busy. You know, I got the bug. <laughs> I got uh, the bug. You, you have the bug. And more importantly, it was, it was a, a thing that I have been promoting probably for the last four or five weeks on the show of this Turkey Fest 2011, something that has you know, really grown in your local area as one of the biggest events ever in Shillington, Pennsylvania. So, uh, you know, as you I look think back... It, I think it was the biggest event in Shillington, all right, Pennsylvania biggest this event weekend. That I think we can pretty well, we can, we're pretty well assured of that. Yearly, but it's that's the biggest the, event. That's not the bug I'm talking about, Greg. What's the bug? I started competing, Greg. Oh, yeah! It's all bad. Right. Now, it's are, you, are you in critical condition right now, Fred? Uh, yeah, you know what, Greg? I got to tell you something. It's worse than being in a band. <laughs> what? 
It's worse than being I in a band. To, I have to imagine, Fred, that being in a band, you're going to pull better looking poon at a band than you are at a uh, barbecue competition. True or false? You know, I got to tell you, that is the one thing that the band is much better at go. is the is the uh, you know the friendship. Let's just say the socializing yeah, with right. the females. Absolutely right. But so, uh, other than that, it's like being in a band. You know, you you get the bug and then you spend a bunch of money and. You know, you don't get much back unless you're really, really good. <laughs> when did you uh, When did you take the leap in? Well, early in the season, one of my buddies, you know, uh, actually, Candy Weaver told me for years I should be doing it. And, uh, you know, it looked like a lot of work to me. And one of my buddies said, let's do it. And, you know, next thing you know, I motor home and a oh, whole my. bunch of cookers. And, oh, boy. You jumped right into motorhome status, right? You didn't even you didn't bother getting through that uh, the, the the easy up tents first before you figured out if you really want to do it or not. Well, we got the easy up too, but I wasn't going to sleep on a chair under an easy up. I I made that decision pretty early in the game, but boy, uh, you know, the motorhome thing can really be uh, quite a challenge, especially if you get a uh, you know a cheap POS like I did. Well, what kind of a cooker are you going to be using? I mean, you obviously you have a, a plethora of different options to choose from. Did you go big green egg? Uh, actually, no. This past year, we used Green Mountain Pellet Grills. Uh, the one guy on my team really likes cooking on those. So we got outfitted with a couple of those for the whole year. And uh, next year, I'm going to do a little bit of a retool. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to use yet, but I think I'm going to use some sort of a stick burner or maybe some charcoal grills, like maybe the Onyx ovens, the Guru oven knows maybe some ceramics so how did you find your first season competing what did you like what did you find out that you didn't know about cooking after you've uh, now competed well you know it actually started out real good we went to salisbury 116 teams took 32nd and uh, then we got real serious and the more serious we got the worse we did so uh <laughs> by the end of the year we were ready for a complete rethink but uh, we had a pretty good season for a rookie were you confident in all of your meets as you're hitting the trail or is it something where you were just kind of kind of use the recipes that you had initially and see what the scores are and start to retool at each competition? How many competitions did you end up doing? I think we did seven. You oh, know, wow. I was confident in the beginning. I took uh, Ray Lampy's class five years ago and, uh, you know, I'm cooking a lot at the store. I mean, I, I had rock solid ribs down, brisket down, butts down. Uh, my buddy's a real good chicken cook, and uh, like I say, we started out solid, everything going perfect, and uh, by the end of the year, I was scratching my head. So what do you think? Is it something that you're going to look to do even more than you know seven, eight competitions next year, or are you going to pull back a little bit? Uh, are you going to take more classes? Well, you know, uh, you, it's funny you should mention that. We're actually hosting a Plowboys class uh, oh. in March. Excellent. So I'll be there at that, along with many other people, so maybe that'll be a good start to the season. Uh, is that something that you're currently taking uh, applications on to be an attendant yep. in the class? Yep, absolutely. I haven't actually done any formal advertising, but we have quite a few registrations already. It's Todd Johns doing the class. It's a two-day class. It's March 10th and 11th. And if you go to our website, fmsbbq.com forward slash plowboys, you can register. All right, so we'll look for that. That's going to be in March again. Uh, is there a, a price for the class right now? Yeah, it's four fifty for the student and two. Uh, I think two twenty five for the wife. I'm not sure for a spouse, an official spouse. All right, so uh, certainly a, a, a price that is uh, within reason. A lot of the other uh, cooking classes probably fall right within that uh, price. Price. Uh, Are you going to get a, a break on that since you're hosting it? 
I don't know. We're going to have to talk to the uh, guy that's presenting the <laughs> class, but it's it's worth the four and a half. I can tell you that. Absolutely. We're talking with Fred Bernardo of Fred's Music and Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply Company. Uh, Fred, let me ask you about this before we get into sauces and you know what you might suggest for holidays, all this other stuff. Uh, the name, we've kind of been changing around a little bit. Are you uh, going to be doing a, like a complete retool and rebrand of the store, or where are you at with that right now? Well, yeah, you know, it was always Fred's Music and Barbecue Supply, and we had our lines of rubs and sauces, which were the Tasty Licks brand, and that Tasty Licks thing came from a buddy of mine about 30 years ago told me I played a lot of Tasty Licks on the guitar. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of just sort of morphing the whole store into Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. So is it going to be TastyLicksBarbecueSupply.com, and that's where it's going to be, and then you're just going to completely section off Fred's music? Yeah, as of right now, uh, that website is still together, but if you go to TastyLicksBarbecue.com, you will get to the same. It all goes to the same website. All right, so there you go, a little uh, catch-up on the name. Now, uh, you have sales uh, of these uh, rubs, and you have secret sauce. Are they strong stale still? I know the last time we had talked about it, you were perhaps even uh, a little surprised at the success they were getting. Well, yeah, it's doing good. And, you know, there are teams out there using them. And, uh, frankly, some of the teams using uh, the products did better than I did this year. And uh, But, you know, Greg, there's something I've been waiting for you to ask me. Uh, all right. Go ahead. What's the secret what, what of I the mean, sauce? That, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what is the secret of the sauce? That is the question. All right. Well, so, Candy Weaver and a bunch of other people told me at the beginning that you must have a consistent flavor profile from your rub all the way through to your sauce at the end. And my sauce is the first one I've ever heard of that the the spice package, the spice block in the sauce is actually my rub. So, when you use the rub like on your ribs, and then you end it with the sauce, you have exactly the same spice package and flavor profile. That's giving you that consistency that some of these competitors are telling you you really need to effort in order to give your best uh, best shot at winning. That's correct, and that, and that is the secret of the sauce. Look, and let's be honest, Fred, because I'm not a competitor, and I have no fascination with jumping into the competition scene whatsoever. I just like to live vicariously through everybody else that I'm interviewing, and now I can add you to that list since you've jumped into the competition scene. But you got a hack like me and, and a lot of people that listen to the show, especially on the periphery of barbecue, backyard warriors like myself. It's still a, a great idea if you're looking to be the, the grand champion of your backyard or neighborhood to have consistent flavors, even if you're just a backyard hack like myself. It, it keeps good taste and good quality throughout the product. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, for sure. And, and all of our rubs were developed the same way. I use them all uh, by using olive oil to apply them to the meat. So they're all like a one-step process. Like, for instance, the rib rub, the brisket rub, the poultry, the, tur- the turkey seasoning. You put olive oil on it, put the seasoning on it. You don't even have to think. Just that easy. That's right. Fred's Music. Uh, I'm sorry, Fred's Music and Tasty Licks Barbecue, but it's going to be TastyLicksBBQ.com uh, going forward. Fred Bernardo joining me here on the show. Now, Fred, you're widely known as really one of the premier internet retailers of pretty much everything that has to do with barbecue and grilling. Uh, but really, there's kind of that special affinity, especially in the ceramic grill side. You offer a number of different manufacturers. Kind of brings us up to speed on who you're offering right now. And, I mean, obviously, you don't want to, I guess, pick a favorite over all the kids. But, you know, who do you like as far as ceramic cookers are concerned? Who do you typically suggest uh, for people to go with? 
Well, you know, they all cook good. They, they all cook great. I mean, I've never cooked in one that didn't cook great. And, uh, you know, our biggest line is Big Green Egg, and uh, we represent them here in eastern Pennsylvania. People, you know, drive into our store from all over the place. And uh, in our store, we sell Big Green Egg uh, 90% of the time or more. Wow. And that just really says quality, consistency, and, of course, as I was just talking about in the open, the cooker ends up being probably the least expensive thing when you get into this whole crazy barbecue and grilling thing. It's the accessories that are going to tax you to the most. And the Big Green Egg is certainly well stocked with a bunch of different accessories that you can get for that unit. Yep. And, and we have things, I have things that I've sourced that no one else has. Uh, other products from other grills that I've adapted to use on the Big Green Egg, different cooking processes. Uh, we, we have quite a few things that uh, are exclusive to us because I, I've been cooking on that thing so much for so many years that I've just came up with uh, different ideas, different ways to use the cooker. And uh, I think I'm pretty much the pizza expert on the thing, you know, after all my pizza exploits through the years. Right. So uh, all that's in videos on the website. If anybody wants to, you know, share my knowledge, go right ahead. They're all on there. Fred Bernardo joining us here on the show. Now, you also have some new products coming into the store. I was actually just interviewing Dave Bosco of Butcher Barbecue last week, and right at the tail end of our segment, uh, he had mentioned that Fred's Music and Tasty Leaks Barbecue Supply was going to be carrying uh, perhaps some of his line of products as well. Yep. We, we have everything he makes. And uh, we've been expanding, you know, the things that people use in competition more, like the Butcher Products. Cosmos Q, the Smoke on Wheels uh, products. We now have a lot of bowl rubs, uh, you know, quite a bit of that kind of stuff. Let me ask you this question, Fred. Uh, and this is strictly as somebody who is interested in business alone. I mean, obviously, you're very successful. You're, you're well-established uh, in a physical location in Chillington, but also uh, well-respected on the Internet, which is very important. But you're also a guy who makes his own rubs and sauces. So... I guess there's a part of me that says, well, he's bringing in everybody else's sauces and rubs. He's manufacturing his own sauces and rubs and injections, all this stuff. Are you putting yourself at a disadvantage at some point? I don't think so. I mean, uh, don't you want to sell you know, yours the most? Well, <laughs> if someone comes in our store and says, which rub do you like the best? I'm going to be honest and tell them mine. But, uh, all those other products we you know we carry like you know Dizzy Pig and Blues Hog and Head Country and Big Bob Gibson's and you know all those things they're all great products and everyone's different and uh, no I you know we have a a store that has a full range of products and you know we sell them all I think I've got this retail thing down pretty good I've been doing it for forty years and uh, you got to have selection we're all about selection I mean we have uh, three thousand items on the website. <laughs> Now, when you look at rubs and, and sauces alone, what continues to be like the consistently best-selling items in those regards? Well, I think for the sauces, I think, you know, other than my sauce, of course. Of course. <laughs> other than that, but, you know, Blues Hog, I, I think, is, is you know, the, the serious, the competitors anyway, uh, buy Blues Hog. They use Head Country. Some seem to use Big Bob Gibson. I mean, it's hard to tell who's a competitor and who isn't, but... Uh, you know, all these sauces sell. We sell some uh, old Ray, uh, yeah, Ray old Rays. Um, boy, there's there's quite a few bourbon Q. A lot of people seem to like. Like I say, the big, big Bob Gibson's a lot of a lot of people buy. But I think really uh, the Head Country and Blues Hog. 
you know, probably are the two old, you know, the, the standards for competitors right now. And uh, my sauce has a flavor profile, a sweet and a tangy profile, a, a, a sort of like Blues Hog, but not quite as sweet and not without. Blues Hog has a distinctive flavor to it, and we didn't, we don't have that in ours. Ours is more middle of the road. I, I believe in competition, you should be middle of the road, but you know they're really winning with Blues Hog for a lot of years. You know that's for sure. Yeah, Fred Bernardo joining us, Tasty Licks barbecue supply uh fred i noticed that you had mentioned the hasty bake uh oven as far as something that you're also going to be carrying uh i'm not overly versed on this particular unit uh, perhaps some other people are but is this uh like a smoker cooker or an all-in-one type deal well, it's a stainless steel grill that's made in uh i think arkansas and it's been around for about well, I think 50 years, wow. and it it has an occult following, similar to the way maybe Big Green Egg does now, but it's been around much longer. It's more of a grill, but you can do indirect cooking with it, and it's a, a stainless steel thing. You know, uh, if you go to the website, you can look on there. We have them all in stock, all on display in our store, as is everything. You know, I might want to mention that. You know, when you order from our website, you're not going to get boxes from from manufacturers and from third parties coming in other directions. We have everything in stock, and we ship I mean, usually the same day we get an order or, or the next day if it comes in overnight. But anyway, you can look at those Hasty Bake Ovens on there. Uh, you know, it's for someone who wants a really high-quality stainless steel sort of, you know, backyard grill that they can do a little smoking on. It's not a great smoker, but it's a great grill. And, uh, you know, you can use it as an oven, bake bread, da 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 But it's been around an awful long time. Are, are you impressed with how well it works? It works really good for certain things. It's not so great for low and slow, you know, uh, but I think just about everything else, you know, it's really excellent. I mean, it, you know, to try and make a jack of all trades out of it isn't easy. You know, the ceramics kind of do that, actually do that pretty good. But, uh, you know, it does fairly good for baking. It's a it's a great grill, you know, just for grilling and even for indirect, you know, indirect cooking. Really, really excellent that way. But, you know, it's never going to bake a pizza as good as a pizza oven is going to. Like, you know, we, we sell the Forno Bravo uh, wood-fired ovens and, you know, nothing's going to bake a pizza as good as one of those, you know, because that's what it's made for. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, uh, we've got a couple minutes left here in the segment. Uh, it was like a year ago, you were sending me emails about how you were going over to Italy and checking out all these pizza ovens. This was going to be like the whole new uh, different diversion that uh, Fred's Music and Barbecue Supply was going to be taking. So, I mean, bring me up to speed on, on where you're at with that pizza. Is it still as popular with you as it ever has been? Are you getting more and more into it? Where are you sitting with that? Well, you know, I had a little bit of a pizza break here because I was eating brisket and pork all summer. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, now it's starting to cool off. And, yeah, we're getting back into the pizza making. I made some turkey uh, Thanksgiving pizzas at Turkey Fest on Saturday. That, that's a pizza with, you know, turkey gravy, turkey giblets, uh, oh. cranberry, cranberries, craisins, you know, uh, slices of yams on there and things. And it tastes pretty gross, but people seem to like it anyway. Wow. Sounds uh, calorie-free. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, so we we pretty much narrowed it down that we sell Forno Bravo ovens. It's pretty much the best one out there. And we're also, you know, one of the best suppliers in the country for Caputo uh, double uh, pizza flour, which is imported from Italy. And when you buy this pizza flour, after I went to Tony Gemignani's school in California, you know, he told me exactly which ones to use. And they only are available in 25-kilogram uh, bags, you know, 55 pounds. So we break those down in our kitchen into five-pound uh, bags and sell them to hobbyists, you know, weekend warriors on our website. So you'd be amazed how much pizza flour I sell. I mean, we bring in pallets, pallets and pallets of it. Is it that big of a difference than 
whatever other type of flour you might be able to use for pizza dough? I mean, I have no idea yep, about dough. Yep. <laughs> is, it the, serious, is it, it is. the wagyu and pizza of pizza makers are dough? serious. Wow. So this is like the wagyu of pizza dough. Absolutely. Caputo, Pizzeria, and Rinforzada. We, we, I actually have a universal pizza dough I sort of developed talking to Tony. I have it on the web. There's a video and there's a recipe on there that you can use for various sorts of pizza. And we use half Pizzeria, which is their very low gluten flour, and half Rinforzada, which is their high gluten flour. It gives it a little strength so you can cold age it a few more days. And, uh, you know, I have the whole process really easy, simple to make, works in all kinds of different applications. But that, uh, that's, that's the flour to use. If you're in Italy and you don't use Caputo flour, you're not really making pizza. You're making a mistake. <laughs> Fred Bernardo joining us here on the show. Fred, the uh, Plowboys cooking class, the website again, and when that's going to be taking place for people that will be interested. Okay, it's going to be March 10th and 11th of 2012. Uh, we're taking reservations now at uh, www. The easiest way to get there is fmsbbq.com forward slash plowboys. You can register right there. And uh, we're really, really psyched about this class. I mean, bringing Todd Johns to the East Coast like this, uh, there's a huge, huge demand, huge need. Uh, none of us have to fly halfway across the country. Yep. Uh, you know, anybody that's in Virginia or Maryland or Washington, New Jersey, New York, New Hampshire, any of those places, you know, it's easy to get here. It's easy to stay here. And uh, we're going to have a great time. And we're all really looking forward to learning this guy's secrets. It's a tell-all class. He tells all the secrets. And his students won both the Jack and the American Royal this year. Yeah, not to mention so, uh, that uh, Todd has won the American Royal himself. Yep, he won in 2009. And this year, the Jack and the American Royal were people who took his class last year. Absolutely. So uh, look for that. That's going to be March 10th and 11th of next year. FMSBBQ.com forward slash plowboys to go ahead and get hooked up with that. Fred Bernardo is the uh, owner and proprietor of Fred's Music and Barbecue. Also, Fred's Music Supply. So, you know, if you are a guitar guy, Fred happens to know a little uh, thing or two about uh, guitars and strings and all that other stuff. So check him out there as well. TastyLooksBBQ.com is also another web address. Fred, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Greg, thanks for having me, buddy. Hang in there, and uh, maybe maybe you come out cook with our team next year. You know, you can sleep outside and sleep out. You know, under under a easy up on a chair. All right, let's do that. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming on, Fred. Come your way, I'll let you know. All righty, there he is. Take care, buddy. Fred Bonato of Fred's Music and Barbecue, TastyLicksBBQ.com. Look, trusted online retailer. What do I tell you about all the time? Got to trust somebody. You're right, Don. I'm not actually going to do it. You're right. <laughs> all right, gang. Let's be honest. Some of us are uh, working professionals. And we need to know a few things. One of which is this. I love barbecue and I need to make it fast. But I don't, not fast, I need to make it, but I don't have time to sit in front of a cooker and tend fire all day long. Hey, relax. It's okay. Because the people over at the Barbecue Guru have you covered. They got your back with automatic pit temperature control devices that are virtually going to fit any type of cooker that you have, whether it be a stick-burning offset, electric cooker, perhaps you have a charcoal-driven cooker, all that stuff. It's fabulous, fun, and exciting. And this thing is going to monitor the temperature for you. And you are not going to have to worry about anything 
in relations to uh, pit temperature control. It's going to take care of it for you. You're going to set a temperature. It's going to keep it there. You can go ahead and do whatever it is that you want to do. And the pit temperature control device is just going to sit there and do its thing, and you're going to be a happier, more satisfied barbecue for it. By the way, they have a brand new pit temperature control device called the Party Q. It's 129 bucks, 139 for ceramic cookers. It's a self-contained automatic pit temperature control device. It runs on AA batteries for crying out loud. It doesn't get any more portable than this. It doesn't get any more economical than this. And you have to go to their website and check it out right now. I'm going to pick one up for myself for Christmas and put it on my Weber Smoky Mountain cookers and have that thing regulate the temperature all night long instead of me getting up in the middle of the night. But you can only do it one of two ways. First, you can call them toll-free, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or you can visit them online at bbqguru.com. Check out their complete line of automatic pit temperature control devices. Plus, they, too, have accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. And if you're looking for a cooker, just like Fred Bernardo was just saying, you might want to give special consideration to that highly insulated, well-versed, and well-adapted to automatic pit temperature controls, the Onyx Oven. Winning championships, winning category calls, winning in general is that Onyx Oven. So make sure that you check it out as well when you're there. BBQGuru.com, 800-288-GURU. We are back with Patio, Daddio in 10 seconds. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, new shot, Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox for my outlaws. Bring me three shots. We can raise hell before the speed stops. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. If you don't like that, then you won't like me. I'm an outlaw. All right, welcome back. We're outlaws, baby. Special thanks to Fred Bernardo of uh, TastyLicksBBQ.com. TastyLicks Barbecue Supply. Check it out. Now he's competing as well. It's only a matter of time, folks, before I strap on the competition gear and start kicking everybody's proverbial ass. Here we go. We missed him last week. We got him here. John Dawson, Patio, Daddy-O, BBQ. Johnny! How are you, buddy? Daddy-O in his house. Oh, my God. My voice is torched. I can't even do the big uh, Johnny. I'm going to die over here. John, what's up, buddy? I got nothing, dude. What? Well, just bring it. All right, man. Let's just call it a night. Show's over, everybody. Thanks for coming. Okay. John, uh, lots of things to talk about. Of course, you're one of the... Uh, I know you're, you're very humble when we talk about how great you are in the terms of barbecue circles, but you really do have one of the... Well, but you have one of the premier uh, barbecue blogs that are out there. There's a handful of you guys that are out there. And obviously, what's important about any successful blog, whether it be cooking, whether it be social or political 
type commentaries. Uh, consistency in content. So you got to be posting stuff, and it's got to be extra hard for you. Look, if you were covering politics, you'd have something to talk about every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But perhaps cooking gets a little monotonous. But you are never letting anybody down if you're a any type of fan of the Patio Daddio BBQ dot com website. And there's a couple different uh, recipes that I wanted to ask you about before we get into something completely different, which is going to be brining, and we'll talk about that before the end of the segment. But you uh, you've kind of partnered with the Bushes, who I prefer. I prefer for my baked bean choice when I doctor my stuff up. Uh, how did you get in cahoots with these guys? Because this is some good beans. This is a big company now. Well, it, I wish I had a really nice, clean answer for you, but uh, really, they just approached me and said, "Hey, would you like to do some some family friendly um, blogging for us?" And I'm always happy to to uh, hook up with companies that I really stand behind and believe in, and I've been a huge fan of, of bushes as you just mentioned and so it was just a natural for me so all right it, so it's just been a great partnership yeah one of the things that i kind of saw and was a little taken aback by because i guess i'm not technically familiar with this particular type of i don't know if it's a garnish or whatever it is you have it listed as bushes game day grub so obviously i'm familiar with that but it's brats with funky chow chow now as basic as my palate is I've never heard of chow chow in my life. So, what the hell is that? Uh, a chow chow. L- l- let me just let me just stop and back up and say. Yes, I was. It's a little bit of a stretch. I had to find a. They wanted a quote unquote unique recipe to match with wings, hot dogs, burgers, or brats. And I thought, well, every kind of wing and brat and burger and hot dog has been done. So, what am I going to do that's going to be unique? And so what I did was I thought, well, I'll come up with some kind of relish that would go on a brat and try to put a unique spin on it. So when you see the word term chow chow, you can just think relish. It's very popular down in the south. Usually it has green tomatoes in it. And there's probably as many different recipes as there are people that actually make chow chow. So I just had to come up with a, a name that was not just relish, which sounds kind of boring. And I actually kind of that in the post it's just relish it's a combination of things that you would normally put on a brat that i formulated into one topping if you will now were you ever introduced to chow chow when you lived just east of the rock and roll hall of fame city growing up or is this something you just found i mean how where'd you find the name well i'm a foodie so i read all kinds of things and i've always been kind of uh, infatuated with regional recipes, things that people do in certain areas of the country. And so chow chow is just one of those things. And so when I thought of, okay, you took a bunch of stuff, you put it in a bowl, you mixed it up, and you got to call it something. You can either call it relish, brat topping, which doesn't <laughs> sound all that, or you can call it something that sounds more foodie-ish. And so chow chow is it. You see this kind of thing like you watch Food Network, and you watch Iron Chef, they'll say, hey, I made a galette out of this, or I made a... Ragu. You know, a you know, ragu. You know, they throw these terms around, and they are somewhat interchangeable, but I'm always a little leery about treading on territory that is kind of sacrosanct, where people have deeply entrenched recipes. And so when I do that, you'll see in my recipes, I'll, I'll kind of like put a caveat in there, like, hey... 
this ain't like the real deal chow chow. This is kind of my <laughs> spin on it. And so that's really what it is. John Dawson from PatioDaddyOBBQ.com joining us here on the show. Uh, one of the other things that I saw, and it looks like this was just recently posted, is this ultimate rib glaze. And I think, <clears throat> talking <laughs> generalities, of course, that the consuming mass barbecue public is always probably going to choose ribs as if you were to stick a microphone in somebody's face and say, hey, what's your favorite type of barbecued meat? And they're going to say, oh, it's definitely ribs. So you're kind of uh, catering to the general public here with as far as using ribs, but ultimate rib glaze. Uh, I don't know if I'm one that typically glazes my ribs for the hometown crowd here, but this one caught my eye as something that I might potentially try next time we're doing ribs. So I want you to tell us a little bit about you know what it is and how you conceptualize the recipe. All right. Well, as you've made a good segue from the bushes thing, I had a bunch of memphis dry rub left from my wing recipe uh, i'm talking like a bunch like i got like <laughs> two and a half gallons of this stuff sitting around we did a big feed for 300 uh air national or not air national guard but national guard troops and yep. so i've i've had this this rub that i need to get rid of and so i turned it into a memphis rub for the bushes thing and then i had a bunch of that left over so i thought well i've never really done dry ribs and served them dry and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Memphis-style, straight-up dry ribs. So I cooked them. And they, they were fine. But they just had this, this dull, like, I need something. They were, like, crying out to me. John, put some sugar on us. Do something. Make us look shiny. Make us. And that probably is the competitor in me that's like, these just don't look right. And I thought, okay, I don't want to bastardize uh, the dry thing, but I don't want to go totally wet rub or wet rib either. So I just decided, Hey, how about if I just pick up a glaze that just puts a little shine on it, adds a little sugar and kind of bridges the gap between the traditional, you know, quote unquote dry rub and wet, wet dry rib and wet rib. And so that's what you have. It's just basically just a, a unrefined sugar, a little bit of water, some red, vinegar, some Worcestershire sauce, a few little spices. And my goal was to not, I don't want to want to overcome or obfuscate the rub that I did. I just wanted to add a little sweet and a little glaze. So there you have it. And, and then you might say to yourself, well, what makes it ultimate? Well, to me, it's ultimate. And I got a blog and I got a <laughs> stuff. So Yeah, plus you, you got to make it attractive to the eye. I mean, if you put uh, uh, moderately neato rib glaze. <laughs> I mean, people might not click into the permalink and, and look at the, you know, the full post and all that other stuff, but you put ultimate rib glaze in front of it. At least even the, the shot, ultimate. Yeah. I mean, even the haters are going to say, yeah, BS. I'm going to go look and pick it apart and show them why it's not ultimate. So yeah, I mean, you have to definitely have some stick to out there for people to little eye candy for people to want to click in. And you certainly know what you're doing about that. Again, we're talking with John Dawson from patio daddio bbq.com. Uh, John, before I let you go tonight, uh, obviously we have Thanksgiving coming up here, at least for the American contingent in a couple of weeks. And you always talk about, brining not brining you have birds that are uh, naturally enhanced and we're not talking about the breast but we're talking about the fact they've already been pre-injected with solution so i mean what do you what's your take on brining what do you like what don't you like when would you when wouldn't you what's the the straight dope from the patio daddy 
Well, as far as I'm concerned, if you're doing poultry, be it in competition in your backyard for Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever it might be, if you're not brining, uh, you're missing out. If you're not brining, you'll be whining. How about that? To coin a phrase. All right. Um, brining is just a great way to bring moisture and flavor to meat that is otherwise pretty much just good for the dumpster. Um, I mean, be it boneless, skinless chicken breast, which are the bane of my existence, or turkey breast, or whatever. And, and brining is just a great way to to just amp up meat that just really needs help. I don't know how how else to put it. Now you're talking about help in the uh, moisture content. Or are you talking also about uh, flavor profile? Because I guess from what I have read and what from what people have told me, you're not really getting a lot of uh, absorbance of flavors. Did I did I do another one? Absorbance of flavor <laughs> in chicken uh, or poultry by brining per se, unless you're going something real deep in, in as far as ingredients are concerned, like uh, apple cider or, or something crazy like that. Well, brining does bring flavor to the party, but it is, isn't going to turn something that tastes like nothing, like balsa wood, like, oh, I don't know, like white meat turkey, right? into something that's like, like a ribeye steak. It's not going to do any, any kind of miraculous thing like that. But what it will do is, because you can dissolve various flavors in the brine, as the cells absorb that moisture, the, the flavor just kind of comes along for the ride. And so you can take something that would normally be something that you really wouldn't want to eat, um, and turn it into something a little more special. Um, so it, it really just depends on what you put in the brine. If you just do a straight-up brine, which is just sugar, salt, and water, you're not adding any flavor. I mean, yeah, salt is a natural flavor enhancer, but you're not adding any extra flavor. You're just trying to draw out the natural flavor that's already in the meat, which is negligible to begin with. So what you want to do is want to drag some extra molecules of flavor along with you into the meat. And that's where my like things like my ultimate turkey uh, Thanksgiving turkey brine come in. Where if you're gonna if you're gonna brine, put some flavor in there. All right. So what do you suggest? Really I mean what is what is your uh, ultimate turkey brine? My ultimate turkey brine has got some really kind of off-the-wall things. It's got some Chinese five spice in it. It's got some citrus in it. But at its core, it's just a normal brine. And so it's really just a matter of what kinds of flavors you want to bring into the meat. I mean, some people like garlic. Some people like more citrus. Some people like herbs like thyme and sage and uh, maybe oregano. Um, and, but, but the problem with brine is, is that people often ask me, I've had like, I don't know, 450 some odd hits recently about brining. And one of the common things is, is, well, if I brine this turkey, can I still make gravy out of it? The unfortunate answer, at least as far as I'm concerned, is no, you can't. Ooh. Because once you've got all these ingredients in there, unless they're very traditional poultry-type ingredients like herbs, but if you put anything in there like I do, like Old, like old Bay, is, is to me, any kind of brine you're making for poultry, you need to have old in I don't know what they put in that stuff. It might be depleted uranium or I don't know what they put in there, but it's great. It is like, it's like the peanut butter and chocolate for poultry. 
And uh, so I put nutmeg in mine. I put a little oh. bit of Old Bay. I put some citrus in it. Well, that kind of just, it's not good for gravy. So what I do is I just take turkey wings and turkey legs, and I boil them off on the side, and I make the gravy out of that. So I don't need to make gravy out of the same liquid that comes off the turkey, because that's going to be in a U.S., and that capture the, the, the juices anyway, so it doesn't matter. So, And the ultimate brine is located on the website as well, John? Of course. Of course it is. Uh, we're talking with John Dawson. You can Come find on, him. I know. Who am I? I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to be a host. Uh, we're talking with John Dawson of PatioDaddyOBBQ.com. Again, really one of the, the most premier barbecue food bloggers that are out there right now because he's consistently putting out some new content. That's key, obviously, in this game. And we always appreciate the time uh, that John gives us here for the show. John, appreciate you coming on tonight. And uh, hopefully we can uh, do it again a little bit sooner than later. I, I hope that's the case. All right, John. Well, I'll, I'll make it the case if you make it the case. I'm not as that? pretty as Rob, but I'm willing to come on. That's all right. I appreciate that. It's John Dawson. Thank you, John. Not as pretty as Robin. Few are, my friend. Few are. I am, of course. Look at me. Break that camera if you're unlucky, for crying out loud. Uh, check John's website out, patiodaddyobbq.com. Apologize for the uh, stuttering audio there. I'm not sure exactly what was going on. We'll get it straightened out. Don't worry about it. Gang, uh, one of the newest sponsors to the show... Brought it ridiculously strong last week. One of the best three segments of the show ever was Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue. We broke down beef. We broke down feeding. We broke down why certified Angus beef is horse shit. Well, I didn't. I just listened. But Dave broke it down all right. Broke it down good. And that's why you want to deal and buy products from a guy who actually knows what he is talking about. And that's Dave Bosco of Butcher Barbecue. You can find him at butcherbbq.com. No, cab, Dave. C-A-B. Not fab. Cab. Look, uh, Dave is well known for having some of the most successful beef injections on the competition circuit. But look, here's the bottom line. You don't just have to be a competitor in order to visit his website. More importantly, you don't have to be a competitor to buy his products. You can be just a regular backyard guy that's looking to step his game up when it comes to pork butts, when it comes to briskets, when it comes to chicken. He's got soaks. He's got rubs. He's got this revolutionary new product, if you can believe it, that's going to put grill flavor in your meat if you don't have the ability to use a grill, maybe you live in a high-rise apartment in New York City, or maybe you just live in California where it's illegal to burn anything out there, but you crave and long for something that tastes like it's come off the grill, the revolutionary product grill is going to fix your problem. You can use it as a brine. You can use it as an injection. You can use it as both a brine and then an injection if you want to. It's going to add a lot of moisture to that meat, and it's going to add that nice soothing grilled flavor look it works great on chicken but once you try it out you're going to find out you're going to put it on steaks and chops pretty much anything that you want to give a go to add grill flavor to it's going to be able to work on it plus you have the beef injections the pork injections full line of rubs and sauces as well you can't go wrong 
It's ButcherBBQ.com. Orders at $55 or less. Shipped to you at 7 bucks. All other orders above that, $9 flat rate shipping because Dave went ahead and knuckled down on USPS and said, look, bitch, give me better shipping rates or it's the highway for you. So now it's 7 bucks or 9 bucks. Just another way you can trust your butcher. ButcherBBQ.com will go ahead and wrap up the first hour after this standby. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right. Guess what? Time to win a loof lighter. 877-448-0433. Call in now. You're going to have to answer a trivia question either on the first or second guest for your chance to win a $70 loof lighter for freaking free. Bitch. Check it out. 877-448-0433. I'll wait for your calls in. Coming up in the second hour, we have uh, Al Contarino. He is the creator, inventor, and co- co-president, co-owner of a product development company. Uh, Al, Cal, uh, Al Contarino, Kettle Pizza, kettlepizza.com. Go ahead and check that out if you're interested in seeing uh, how that might make your pizza better. Or you could go straight balls to the wall, Jones, and then go over to tastylooksbbq.com and order those uh, Forno Bravo ovens that uh, Fred is selling, Fred Bernardo. Those are, that, that's man's game right there. You're going to step up to a high level of, uh, a high level of, pizza making skill that uh, forno bravo oven man that is something of seismic and gargantuan proportion don't want to step up to there or, or at least want to build your pizza wits then maybe this kettle pizza thing is going to be up your alley we're going to talk to al contarino coming up in about 20 minutes from now and then closing out the show scott roberts from scottrobertsweb.com will be talking about sauce and rub as he does each and every month 877-448-0433 if you want to win a uh, Luft lighter. I want to say it's luftusa.com. Let me check that out. Put this damn keyboard all the way over here. Luftusa.com. Let's see if that comes up. I'm just going to bring up porn. I swear to God I know it. Uh, there it is. Yeah, luftusa.com. Thank goodness no porn. Happy about that. <laughs> Whoa! I think you'll enjoy it if you give it a try. That could be me. Could be you. It's fun. I think, uh, you know, some people said it's fun. Of course it's fun. Uh, Email, hello, Greg. My name is Tim Holes. I hope I'm saying that right, Tim. Holes, I am head cook for the competitive barbecue team, Timothy T. and the High Rollers. I do not recall how, but I recently found your radio show. I was floored to find out that the show was based in Cleveland, Ohio, baby. That's right. Yeah. 
I grew up in Old Brooklyn, which is on Cleveland's near west side, for those that don't know, and relocated to Seabus in the late 1990s. Additionally, one of my teammates resides in Twinsburg, old CVC town there. Uh, Really good stuff on the show. Thanks for what you're doing for Barbecue Enthusiasts. I'll be tuning in each Tuesday night and catching up with old content via the archives. I'll let my other barbecue friends and teammates know about your show as well. We need a KCBS contest in Cleveland. You're goddamn right we do. That's the holdup. Maybe next time I make it back to Cleveland, we can meet up for a beer and talk some Q. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, Tim. You name the place and you bring your checkbook. I'll be more than happy to bring my celebrity and uh, sit down with you and uh, drink you under the table at your expense. Uh, all ev- happy to do it, of course. Just kidding. Tim, look me up. We'll hook up. We'll have fun. I always love to uh, high-five the Central Lights and meet them when I can when they're up here. Uh, so I appreciate you, uh, A, listening to the show. B, more importantly, to actually taking the time out and writing in. I appreciate that. No, not hook up, John. All right. We're going to reload for the second hour. Thanks to Fred Bernardo and John Dawson for the visits in the first hour. Big stuff still planned. Stick around. We'll be right back. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? (laughs) You have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate 54 wieners. But listen, Laverne, it's chick face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole lot of the movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. <laughs> Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we are in now the second hour of the show. Wow, can't believe it. Look, you bastards. Especially you, Don G. Get me to help a KCBS team. Get me to help a KCBS team while competing? Hey, fool, what do you think I do each and every week? Bastard. I'm helping more KCBS teams each week than I would be able to help just a mere one team washing dishes or fetching hot water or whatever it is people do at barbecue competition. Cut fat caps off of briskets. Run to McDonald's for a round of uh, McRibs. (laughs) Or not. I know you guys, you still eat it. I see it. I see you with you guys. All right. 
Let's see here. Oh, I don't want that. That's tax stuff. <clears throat> Maybe you didn't read this in the Huffington Post. <coughs> Man, I'm struggling now. The Humane Society of the United States, which evidently has the acronym HSUS. Yeah, that makes sense. It announced this week that it has filed an SEC complaint against Smithfield Farms. Perhaps you know them as like the world's biggest or maybe the country's biggest pork producer. The large pig producer that supplies pork for McDonald's divisive limited edition McRib sandwich. Uh-oh. <clears throat> divisive, yes. Limited edition, well, I guess only because they offered once a year right around now, which typically isn't barbecue season. Bad marketing. The complaint, which is posted in its entirety online, alleges that the pigs' living conditions are cruel and unusual, citing reports of pigs covered in blood and sows being confined to tiny gestational grates, which is illegal in some states. That's a little broad. Some states. Well, there's other states that evidently think that's all right. Uh, this isn't the first time animal rights groups or even HSUS has targeted Smithfield for its record on animal welfare. In December 2010, the HSUS got a hold of gruesome footage of Smithfield's farm's facility, leading respected figures, dare I say, top men, like Mark Bittman, to call for a boycott of meat. From the company, isn't that the minimalist, Mark Bittman? I, I, I think I've ever done him on the show. He's shunned me. Indeed, this most recent complaint seems more like the latest salvo in an ongoing dispute than like a breaking development specifically occasioned by the McRib. An unsympathetic analysis of the HSUS action would probably lead to the conclusion that the group is trying to complaint is tying its complaint to the McRib in order to drum up public attention for the cause. The sandwich, after all, has a long... What am I reading here? The sandwich, after all, has long been a lightning rod for press coverage. (laughs) What do you mean, lightning rod for press coverage? We never talk about it on this show, ever. (laughs) Pardon me. Uh, That's not to say that the McRib is some kind of pristine product of nature, of course. Before the HSUS complaint surfaced, several media outlets had conducted investigations into the... Man, I love this word. I'm going to use this word 20 times in the next hour. Uh, Many outlets had conducted investigations into the myriad of bizarre ingredients that go into the boneless rib patty in the center of the sandwich. The pork bits that make up the meat include tripe. What? Tripe. What? Heart. What? And scalded stomach. Nothing. You don't want any part of that, Rod? Nothing. All right. Uh I don't want, I don't know. Who wants tripe, heart, and scalded stomach? Let me tell you something, bitches. Not up in here. Not up in here. Not up in here. No way. 
alleged. Uh, that's bad enough. But the chemical additives that go into the sandwich are even worse. Even worse than tripe heart and scalded stomach. <laughs> no, John, I've never eaten bologna. It's your time to leave. Beat it. Allegedly, when the additives aren't binding lung and liver bits together, they're used for keeping yoga mats springy and shoe soles white. There it is. That's the little report I got. Yeah, meat glue. That's right, Diane. Oh, let me find here. HuffingtonPost.com. Imagine you could just search McRib Lawsuit. And then Humane Society or something like that. I don't know. Look, I understand that uh, McDonald's is a marketing genius machine. That they take this horrific sandwich. Look, uh, be honest, you rat bastards. Everybody but Diva. Who's eaten one? Because I know some of you have because you put it on my Facebook page like you're getting over on me. Who's eaten one and what do you like about it? You tell me what you like. You barbecue enthusiasts, you tell me what you like about the sandwich, why I'm being crazy. I'm not trying to go out. Well, let me first say this. If I ate one, I would probably not want to go out and get another one if I found out that it had tripe heart and scalded stomach in it. That would probably be my last McRib or whatever else had tripe heart and scalded stomach in uh, liver and lung bits. Liver and lung bits. Dave Bosca, do uh, do certified Angus beef have tripe heart, scalded stomach, and liver and lung bits in it? Huh? Give me some of that. I don't want to think what's in the hamburger, Diane, because I like McDonald's hamburgers. They're yummy with their, with their fat, fat and cheese melty fat. fat. Love them. I have a feeling at least it's from like a cow or maybe a horse at least that runs. But I guarantee you that ain't no freaking pig that's in that McRib now. I guarantee it. It, it keeps yoga mats springy. <laughs> your choice i'm just saying but i could out all of you people that visit my facebook page you've seen those people that put that on there the people are eating it i agree with john it's nostalgia hog malls uh aren't those like chitlins those are pig intestines i believe hog malls and chitlins i used to hear uh, rappers rap about that in uh, rap songs hog malls and chitlins Anybody have any chitlins? Is that better to eat? Is it better to eat just to go into the pig's guts and pull out their poop shoots and eat them than uh, eat McRib that has scalded stomach, heart, liver, and lung butter or whatever? Ugh. I don't know, man. I mean, I believe... Oh! <laughs> Mojo Bricks! What? Get, Get that big stuff out of here! Uh, Mojo Bricks, sexual molestation of children is not show fodder. Sorry. We're not going to feature that in this store. Um, I believe in using every part of the animal, but at some point, maybe you don't have a problem with, uh, constitutes beef. Of course, I always draw the line at pork. 
I'm telling you right now, my wife had uh, wouldn't bring certain standards up in pork. We would be headed for divorce court. You'd see me on television with Judge Joe, whoever it is that does divorce court these days. I don't know. Just saying, you need to be aware of what's happening for the McRib. Easy now. Look, gang, uh, holidays coming up. Buy something nice for yourself. Gold chain, Highline watch, or don't buy something nice for yourself. Continue to uh, restrain yourself from buying something nice because, look, you deserve it. You can have all the money in the world. You could die tomorrow, and what does it get you? You need to do yourself a favor first before you die tomorrow and lose all your money. You got to go to stephendefranco.com, or you can go to the Barbecue Central Radio Network's homepage. And click on the Stephen DeFranco banner. Check it out. Look at all of his offerings that he has in his store. He's based right here locally in Cleveland. I've been in the store a number of times. I have bought from Steve a number of times personally. He is trusted. You can trust me. Plus, you can save money, by the way. So why wouldn't you want to go ahead and take advantage of great offers that Steve is offering right now? For instance... All of the newest Accutron watches are in the store right now. All the newest Bolivar watches are in the store right now. All the newest Citizen watches and the Philip and Company watches all in stock right now for the holidays. Look, for crying out loud, it's the 8th of November. It's the 8th of November. Next week, it's going to be Christmas. Two years from now, it's going to be 2035. I'll be 55 years old doing the show, wondering where my success is. It's going to be terrible. Also, Steve is offering Christmas layaway at no extra charge. If you find a watch or you find some jewelry for your wife or earrings or you're going to buy her an anniversary band or whatever it is, you can lay it away and make some nice, easy payments over the next few weeks so you don't have to ka-chunk all the way down, go balls to the wall and blow your wad all over Steve's phone and credit card machine. Forget it. Live in Ohio? Do something even better. Take part in the six-month same-as-cash financing, which is available through Spring Leaf Financial. And then, of course, you're still offering that $100 off the $895 Blue Bud watch. Look, it sounds like a lot of money, but, I mean, you got to check this watch out. Go online and check out the Phillips & Company watch. It's phenomenal. But, look, get one. You need to get one. And feel good about yourself. Spend some money on you. Forget everybody else's Christmas. It's all about you. Take advantage of the layaway. If you're in Ohio, take advantage of the same as cash option for six months. Go to the Barbecue Central Radio Network homepage. Click on the Stephen DeFranco banner and then call in to Steve. Ask for Steve personally. He'll be there. He'll take care of you. And he is a supporter of the Barbecue Central show, so we are a supporter of him. We're going to come back with Al Contarino right after this. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, we're back 14 past the hour. Don't forget, closing out the show tonight, weekly, or I'm sorry, monthly contributor to the show, Scott Roberts from scottrobertsweb.com. We're going to be talking about, uh, looks like, one, two rubs and a sauce as well, just like we normally do. Maybe we'll talk about 
super hot peppers that make other things hurt later on after the digestion process has taken place. Don't forget, you can always uh, get a segment of the show in case you missed it on iTunes. You can also go to the Barbecue Central Radio Network's homepage, 877-448-0433, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. Let's head on over the line and uh, pick up first-timer of the show, somebody who has a great invention for your kettle grills, especially when it comes to pizza. Let's welcome in Al Contarino. Al, how are you tonight, buddy? Uh, good. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Al. I appreciate you coming on tonight to talk about uh, kettle pizza and, of course, the website in case people want to take a look at it while we're talking here for the next few minutes, uh, kettlepizza.com. Look, uh, probably the, the most uh, widely popular grill, not only in the United States, but, of course, uh, across the globe is the Weber Kettle Grill. Uh, you obviously have an affinity for this or, or at least saw an opening for an accessory that people could use for their love of pizza. But before we get into what the Kettle Pizza uh, product actually is, maybe a little background about yourself, Al, and you know what you're doing for a living and kind of how this whole thing transpires. Sure. Well, um I'm an inventor by nature, and um, I used to be in electronics years ago, and uh, I got out of that about five five years ago or so, and since then I've been working on developing products, and the kettle pizza is one of those products that, uh, you know, just happens to, to started to become popular. You know, I, I developed products and. A lot of products kind of crash and burn, and just so happens that this one's taken off. So that's that's what I do. All right. So when the product is – is this something that's introduced to you by, you know, someone like me who has a great idea, but they can't go any farther with it and say, hey, Al, got this great idea. You know, I want it to be like a kettle thing for pizza or whatever, and take it and run with it. Or you buy this idea? How does that whole thing take place? Well, I've been I've been working in – in the grill space for a while, I've, I've always, uh, I've had a couple of other grill inventions, um, and they all kind of correlate around heat, um, basically the buildup and storing of heat in a grill, because grills are incredibly inefficient, and they, you know, the, the heat, most of the heat just goes off into the atmosphere, and um, I saw this need, I guess, for a challenge a lot of people trying to cook uh, pizza on a grill, and a lot of them doing it, uh, not having the best results. And I just came out with this idea and, um, you know, took it from there. Now, are you a, you know, outside of the job, Al, are you a grill guy by nature? I mean, do you like to grill and do all that good stuff? Yeah, I always, I always have. Now, when you see the ability to take this particular contraption and uh, work it into a grill, uh, are you somebody that likes to, to grill pizza? Did you see the inherent problem that you have from grilling pizza a, a traditional way on a grill and saw this product as something that is really going to kind of revolutionize the, the pizza cooking on the grill? Yeah, I kind of it was kind of one common problem, which was people put, trying to cook pizza on the grill and the bottoms were usually cooking at a faster pace than the top because every time you open the top to check on to check on the pizza you you lose all the heat that built up in the dome so i said if we could just make it so that the grill works more like a traditional pizza oven 
where you put the pizza in and out through the slot in the side, and you can keep the temperature at a, a constant instead of going up and down and up and down and cycling. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what the product does. El Contorino joining us here on the show. Kettle Pizza is the product, kettlepizza.com, the website. All right, El, so if you can kind of paint that mental picture for us, for the people that either don't have Internet access, might be driving down the road listening here and, and just don't have access to it, uh, tell us a little bit about the product, what it looks like, how it works, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Sure. So if you can picture your, your regular kettle grill, right, you get the base and then you get the lid on top, and you get your charcoal going inside, and uh, if you're cooking something on top, you know, you're you're either charring it and grilling it or you're trying to bake with it, so you're keeping the, the lid on top of it. Um, every time you lift that lid up, all you lose all the built-up heat into the atmosphere. So what I did is um, we we made a an accessory that goes between the bottom of the grill and the top, the lid, and it's a, it's a stainless steel... Um, insert and it goes between the bottom and the top and has a pizza cutout like a like kind of what you would see on a on a stone hearth pizza oven and um, the you can either use a pizza stone or you can use just a pizza pan and the pizza goes in and out through the side and the temperature stays pretty much constant. We usually run you know our temperatures somewhere between 700 and 900 degrees Fahrenheit with the product, which is it's pretty hard to do that um, just with a regular uh, kettle grill. Oh, absolutely. Now, how are you staging fire in order? I mean, you know, 900 degrees with, with some type of hooding over the top of it seems like it would be kind of hard to, to ramp it up to that temperature. So how are you building the fuel in order to get you that 750, 900 degree range? Yeah, well, you you start you start with a uh, a base of charcoal. You use like a regular chimney type um, charcoal starter, and um, you get the get one one load of the, the charcoal into the base of the kettle, and then I usually add a mix of uh, hardwood to it, um, oak or hickory or something like that. Um, I find that the hardwood burns a little bit faster than the charcoal, but it spikes that heat up pretty quick. And um, as, with the product, since you're not constantly removing the top, um, you know, eight, 900 degrees is really pretty easy to achieve. And, um, you know, we can get, you can get cooking a pizza anywhere between four or five, six, seven minutes in, in there. If you're really good, you could do them every five minutes. Al Contarino joining us here on the show. Al, when you're talking about the charcoal itself, because, you know, the show is really geared towards the barbecue and grilling nut enthusiast, uh, we know that there's differences between charcoal. You have the the briquette charcoal like you would find like a Kingsford or like a hardwood uh, lump briquette like a Stubbs or something else like that. Or are you talking about like hardwood lump charcoal? Or, or is there uh, a difference for you? I usually use just a straight briquette like a Kingsford, and and then I add the um, some pieces of hardwood on top of it. But uh, a lot of my customers use the um, the lump type of of charcoal because that's what they really like to use, and it works fine too. 
Are any of them so adding? It's really, up, really up to the customer. All right. Now, are any of them adding like specific flavor wood chunks to achieve any type of extra flavor profile uh, for the for the meat that's on the pizza or for the crust that's on the pizza that you know of? Yeah, you can. It's all it's all up to the customer. And um, what we found too is, you know, we we developed the product really mainly for pizza. But since then, we found that it's really good for all these other types of, of foods as well. Um, if you use a skillet, you put your food onto the skillet, and then you put the skillet in through the front of the uh, of the opening of the kettle pizza. And um, it, you know, I've I've cooked everything from vegetables and fish to chicken, all different types of meat. So it works pretty good. So it's almost like it's uh, like a salamander of sorts. You're getting a lot of top-down cooking. Yeah, exactly. And when you're building the fire, is this just right in the center like you would normally, or are you having to do offset coals on either side? Yeah, you do. What you do is you start the coals in the middle, and then you push them to the rear of the grill, the real rear of the base of the kettle, and then you put the... Um, put a couple pieces of hardwood on top of that. So is there actually flame that's coming up like you would find in a traditional pizza oven, or are you waiting for that to kind of die down into, like, uh, embers before you would put pizza in? Uh, it, there can be flame. Usually you do wait for the embers to come down a little bit, but um, if there's flame, in, there's usually a little bit of flame in the rear of the grill, and that's okay. El Contarino joining us here on the show. Uh, KettlePizza.com is the website in case you want to check it out. Uh, as far as the pizza stone is concerned, I have like a, a ceramic-style cooker that I'll cook pizza on, but I, and I use a pizza stone. But I'm always under the impression that if I get it too hot, because I've never taken my uh, kettle, or my, my kettle, but my uh, it's, a, it's a Bubba keg, so it's kind of like a, a big green egg of sorts. I've never taken that yep. thing over 550 degrees because I'm afraid that the pizza stone might shatter. Do you have a, a temperature limit inside of that cooker that the, the stone is going to bust, or, or do you not worry about that at all? Yeah, you, you do kind of have to worry about that. Um, it, it, it's really the it's the um, change in the temperature that affects the stones, and sometimes they do crack if it if you come up to a, a, a high temperature too quickly. But we found that the corderite, corderite stone um, work a lot better. And um, that's what we recommend with our product. Now, when you first started putting these out, obviously I'm sure you had a number of different, you know, test uh, or dummy versions before you actually brought them to market. So as you're trying them out, as you're tweaking them and getting them to work right, how many iterations do you actually go through before you get to a point where you're like, you know what, this is something that I actually feel very comfortable about. It's going to perform well time and time again. Let's start taking this thing to market. Yeah. Um, we went through a number of changes. Um, and, you know, this is an, it's an American-made product, so we make the products right here in Massachusetts. And um, we make them in small batches, which has allowed us to um, kind of make running changes and improvements as as the product is developed. You know, an example of that is 
the product started out as a cold rolled steel product, and then it was uh, painted with a high temperature black paint. That just didn't work. It, it didn't hold up in the in the temperatures that we're running. So one of the changes that we made is to make it out of um, uh, stainless steel, which was a uh, you know a a big increase in expense, but you know, really increase the quality of the product. So, you know, along the lines, we've been making a lot of little changes like that to make the product better. And we get a lot of feedback from our customers that we like to listen to and try and um, put that feedback into making a better quality product. Al Contarino joining us here on the show. Al, what was the, the name of that material you're using for the, the stone or the one that you find works best? Yeah, quarter right. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but um, it, it, it's it's one of the types of stones that you can use, and it it you it will go at a higher temperature. All right, and then when so would you recommend if you're firing it up, you're getting all this heat going, would you just have the stone in it as you you know you drop the coals in, you put the grate on, then you're going to put the pizza stone down, you you assemble the hood and everything. You just put the pizza stone right in there, let everything kind of come up the temperature together, or should you do like a preheating in an oven first? Some people do that because they, they they want to prevent that thermal shock, but um, I, I find that if you just put the stone in the in through the front and uh, wait for it to get up the temperature before you throw a piece of pizza on top of it, you know, because their dough is cold, then you're usually fine. All right, so let's talk about everybody's favorite thing when it comes to products and accessories. Looks great. Looks like it's going to, you know, make best pizza ever. You got a lot of great YouTube videos out there to see how it works. What's the price point, and are there, like, different levels of entry when it comes to kettle pizza? Sure. Um, The base... The base model for an, for an 18-inch kettle starts at $120. Um, the base model for a 22-and-a-half-inch kettle is $130, $129.95. And then they go up depending on the different kits that you could have. We have kits that have um, a stone and a peel in them. You can get a, a, a stone and a wood peel. But we also make a, um, a really nice... Uh, aluminum peel that we make here uh, in Massachusetts. Wow. What's a, a rear release peel? Um, no, uh, aluminum peel. Oh, I'm sorry. Aluminum peel. Okay. Uh, benefit of that over like a traditional wood one is that wood would burn and the aluminum one wouldn't or longer lasting? The, the aluminum is definitely a longer, a longer lasting peel. And um, it's the way it's made is that you can you can bend the hang handle to an angle that uh, that works good for you, and we integrated a bottle opener into the into the handle. Nah. Which also is uh, you can use to hang it on the uh, the onto you know the handle things on your grill. So after you're done with a you know a night full of pizza making. Let me back up one more question before I ask how you want to you care for it and put it away. Uh, are these going to be mostly like thin crust type pizzas? Do people make a like a pan style or a deep dish type pizza in these, or are you just cooking it too too high of a heat where you're not going to really cook the inside enough? Oh no, you could do you could do both. 
Um, and actually, the product comes with a, with a really nice porcelain coated uh, porcelain coated steel pizza pan, which is also an American made product that we put into the into the kit. Like cooking the pizza on a pan is actually a little bit easier than cooking it on a stone because what people often do is they put too much uh, too much toppings or too much sauce, and that makes the the pizza a little bit cumbersome to get off of the peel and onto the stone. Mm-hmm. So I usually tell people to start um, cooking with a pan, and once they've got that mastered, then you can move over to uh, cooking with a stone. Do you ever have to worry about the bottom of the uh, the bottom of the dough burning on the the stone itself uh, with the pan protected from that, or, or you know, regardless, you you could be scorching if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a science, so it's kind of a you, you got to just put a little practice into it, and then and then you get good at it, and then eventually you master the thing. Al Contarino joining us here on the show. You're looking at 130 bucks for a 22 inch Weber kettle, which is probably what uh, the majority of the consuming public have, at least in the uh, the grilling side of things, as far as the people that are in the niche. But then, of course, there are the smaller ones. Do you make ones for the like the the 26 inch grills too? We do. What we what we do is we have a um, we have an extender kit that basically takes the um, the basic 22 and a half model. And it increases the circumference that, of that, so you could use it with the 26 and three quarter inch levers. And also, it's um, Home Depot has come out with a line of stoke grills. I'm not sure how familiar customers are with those, but this the kettle pizza also works with those as well. All right, so uh, there you go. If you're looking for a new way to make pizza and you have a kettle grill, this is certainly an option. That you want to take a look at uh, kettle pizza kettlepizza.com is the website any other like uh, great products that you got up your sleeve that you guys might be releasing here in uh, the next short while Al? Uh, we most of the the big things have been released we got a couple of new things for for next year but uh, we're not really ready to be able to start talking about them yet unfortunately is it going to be grilling and barbecue related Yes. All right. Yeah, we're pretty entrenched into the into the barbecue area right now. All right, sounds it's good. It's fun, you know. It's a good it's a good family stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, when you're ready to make those announcements, I'll uh, be, be happy to have you back on so we can talk about those products. Again, the website at kettlepizza.com, uh, so be sure to check it out. Al, I really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. No problem. There he is. It's Al Contarino. Kettlepizza.com, again, is the website if you want to check it out. I mean, it looks like a solid product. I mean, what would you rather have, that or a Luftleiter or both? Probably both. I know. I know how it is. Uh, So check that out. They sell a lot, Mojo Bricks. If I told you one, would you not buy it? If I told you a billion, would you be racing? Look at them. Make the decision for yourself. I can't pull the trigger for you. Although my boss at work says I should be spending other people's money. That's a different story for a different day. Friends, I had him on in the first interview segment of the show. The smoking guitar player, Fred Bonato of TastyLicksBBQ.com. 
Look, this is what I like about Fred. He comes on the show. He's telling you about how great his uh, turkey fest was. He's telling you how great his own Tasty Licks barbecue sauces and rubs are and how his sauce and, uh, the, well, the barbecue sauce has the same spice block that the uh, original smoke guitar player's rub has. And that gives you that consistency of flavor profiling all the way through, which is great. I mean, everybody loves that. You want to have it whether you're competing. You want to have it whether you're in the backyard trying to uh, win the eye of a fancy lady down the street, perhaps, with your succulent briskets and beef, meat. (laughs) Or perhaps you just want to buy grills or smokers or cook. Look, Fred has a, a literally a, a, a superstore that is online. You can get the Hasty Bakes, the Webers, the Green Mountain Grills, the FEC-type grills, Primos, uh, Big Green Eggs. You name it, if you're looking for it, I'm sure Fred has it in stock, and he will be able to get, at least give you a competitive quote. And why wouldn't you go ahead and give him a shot? I mean, here's a guy that's not going to rip you off and take your money. He's got his own line of very successful rubs and sauces. He's starting to get into the, the, the competition scene now, mixing it up with the people that are actually customers of his now, using his own products against him. But this is a man who knows what it's like to be in the retail business, and he's very successful, and he's not afraid to carry all of these other great products that are currently selling very well in the, barbe- uh, in the barbecue and grilling market. Uh, the Barbecue Guru products, the Blue Sox sauces, the Head Countries, the, uh, the Butcher Barbecue products. You know, these are stuff that are uh, competing with him directly, but he's not going to shy away. No, no. He realizes, hey, guess what? can make money here, too, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to offer my products uh, fully to my customers and let them make the decisions. And if they ask me, I'm going to give them an honest answer, and that's all you can ask for these days. When you're looking to spend your discretionary funds on the interwebs, or if you're in Shillington, Pennsylvania, stop by and see them. It's TastyLicksBBQ.com. And don't forget the Plowboys class coming up March 10th and 11th this year. Uh, FMSBBQ.com forward slash Plowboys to get your spot. 400 bucks, I believe it was. Money well spent. Scott Roberts next. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. are back. It's 37 till the top of the hour. Thanks again to Al Contarino from Kettle Pizza joining us. Talking about Kettle Pizza. KettlePizza.com Alright, joining me now, monthly guest of the show, Scott Roberts. Scotty! How are you, buddy? Fantastic. How are you doing, Greg? Absolutely fabulous. Scott, Scott you sound different. What's going on? Uh, I'm on a different microphone wow. than last time. I was doing some uh, rearranging. I couldn't actually find my old headset mic. So I, I'm on a different rig tonight, but uh, hopefully I sound good enough. You sound great. You sound like you're 13 years old. 
Oh, well, that's good. Hopefully. A, a young Scott <laughs> Roberts. Just let's harken back to the days when a young Scott Roberts was thinking, man, I could probably get into this interweb business and do reviews on hot sauce and take stuff that's going to make a fire blow out of your butthole the next day and really make a living at it. And uh, fast forward, and here we are. So, Scott, before we get into the products that we're going to be reviewing tonight, a little update on scottrobertsweb.com. Well, my latest post was a, a video I did actually last night. I took some 16 million Scoville unit pure capsaicin crystals on blotter paper. Uh, Johnny McLaughlin of Heartbreaking Dawns, one of my favorite hot sauce makers out there, uh, actually dissolved some pure capsaicin and alcohol, dipped some blotter paper sheets in it, <laughs> set them on a drying rack, and all the alcohol evaporated, so it left this nice little film of like crystalline capsaicin so what i did in the video i had placed several little squares of it on my tongue just to see how bad it would feel and and it wasn't as bad as i thought it would be it's like you're doing capsaicin shrooms or something right Uh well no no drugs were involved i i have to uh tell you that Uh, well so (laughs) i mean obviously scott we're dealing with somebody who's palate is honed in the terrible pains of high heat when it comes to pepper and, and all this, uh, these extracts, I'm sure that's what that thing is, an extract. But, uh, I mean, w- what is it physically doing to you? I mean, you're like, wow, this is pretty hot. You're like, eh, you know, I've had hotter. I mean, what are you thinking of as it's happening? Well, it actually was scalding hot right directly on the area that the little squares were on. Now, if I'm eating something like a Trinidad scorpion pepper and I'm chewing it up, it's like coating the entire inside of my mouth. So everything is burning in my mouth. This was only the thin strip. So it was highly concentrated. So I don't think uh, the perception that my mouth had was as bad. So overall, like one to 10 being, you know, one being like nothing, 10 being the worst pain you've ever felt. Where does it rank on the uh, Scott Roberts scale of pain? I would say eight, maybe nine. That's, but th- those other oh, things wow. that the peppers I chew up, uh, they, they just coat the inside of your mouth. And I, I, I guess I guess a good comparison is uh, you could set like a little thing in your house on fire with the hottest heat. Right. But you could still have like a low flame heat burn down your entire house. That's sure. kind of how it, yeah. All right. So uh, that's how you can compare it. And that's on uh, Scott Roberts' web right now. That's correct. All right. So we'll uh, all be racing over here a little bit later to see you in pain because we love seeing people in pain on the Internet. Uh, but more importantly, we're going to be talking about a couple different rubs tonight that you've reviewed recently and, uh, of course, a sauce. And we'll go ahead and start out with the Black Ops seasoning. Kind of you know, working it into this uh, whole video game explosion. I believe some huge video game has just recently been released. I don't know if it's called Black Ops, but... Uh, I have no idea where I'm going with that. So tell us about the Black Ops seasoning. Okay, I was uh, this was submitted to me for review. Uh, I, I think it not only aims to be a blackening seasoning, but like an all-purpose seasoning. I did try to uh, blacken some chicken with it, and eh, not too bad. Uh, but then I tried it on beef. It was fantastic on this. And I've always said that that my palate loves really savory, salty, garlicky type things on beef, uh, whether it be a brisket, burger, steak. So it's fantastic on that. Maybe not so much as a blackening spice, but for beef. And, of course, any type of seasoning in the kitchen, I will add it to potatoes and vegetables and things like that uh, just to kind of see where I could uh, take the non-meat items. 
and it does fairly good on that as well. Um, this isn't, I don't think, uh, in a barbecue world would be extremely versatile unless you're just doing some, you know, hot and fast grilling with steaks or burgers or what have you. Uh, but I would definitely say it's still worth a look. All right. Well, where can you find it? Uh, price point and size. Okay. Uh, you can get this off online at blackopsflavor.com. Uh, you can get a 5.3 ounce bottle, not 5 ounce, 5.3 ounce bottle. Uh, wow. With shipping, it's eight seventy four. All right, so not so a bad I, uh, price point. So that, yeah, so that's not really a bad deal because they usually gouge you on shipping. Uh, and again, it's not too terribly bad. It's worth a look if you want to try it, like on beef or as an all-purpose spice. Uh, my rating on this would be a backyard griller. All right, backyard grill. So uh, not the best, uh, definitely not the worst. And again, at eight dollars and seventy-four cents, which includes shipping, something that you definitely may want to take a look at. And again, more for an overall uh, spice, not something specific to barbecue and grilling, but this could uh, definitely spread a little bit over all uh, types of genres. Uh, we're going to leave the second rub until last because I have a good reason for that, of course. Uh, so let's of go course. ahead and get into the sauce, but <clears throat> but shack sauce medium. So obviously, there's different levels here. Uh, what can you tell us about but shack sauce medium? Okay, this was uh, a sauce I encountered at the Weekend of Fire Hot Sauce Show in Cincinnati uh, just about a month ago. They've been a vendor there for the past couple years at that show. Uh, I always go by their booth. Uh, They have some fairly good sauce. Uh, Nothing – I'm hearing myself. Do you hear some echo? No, you're good. Okay. Maybe I should uh, back up with my headphones here a little bit. Anyway, it's a pretty pedestrian sauce. There's nothing that really jumps out at me. That's a little tomato-y. They got a little bit of spice. You could probably use it on anything. Chicken, pork, beef, uh, smoked sausage. It does fairly well on everything, but it's not going to replace your everyday sauce at all. And I would give this a backyard griller rating as well. All right, so two backyard grillers. Uh, where can you find it, uh, size and price point? Okay, you can find it at Jungle Gyms International Market in the Cincinnati area. Uh, the website is buckshacksauce.com. It comes in a 16-ounce bottle for five ninety-five. right, so what do you think about uh, size versus price? Uh, not too bad or... It's not too terribly bad. When it comes to liquids, you can get a little bit more as far as volume compared to a seasoning. So I'd say it's about middle of the road when it comes to price. Look, Scott, I have no idea what I'm about to talk about here, but it seems that when we're talking about sauces, we've been doing this sauce and rub review segment now. Is it going on a year? Maybe we've done it a little bit longer than a year. Cotton flies certainly when you have great guests like yourself. More sauces seem to fail or, as you say, taste pedestrian than if we were to go back and listen to the entire archives of Scott Roberts reviewing sauce and rubs. Has it just become so vanilla and so mass market and so overrun with crap sauces that are on shelves, whether it be in a mom and pop or or a jungle gym specialty store like this, or even in your grocery store where there just isn't enough standout sauces to rise above the uh, myriad of crap that is out there? Uh, I, I think that after a while, I tend to develop my own taste, my own palate, I, so I compare to sauces compared to that. Everybody's tastes are different. 
I, I guess the uh, the onus is on me to kind of describe what I like in a sauce. I, I tend to like sauces a little bit more on the sweet side, a little bit more on the spicier side. Uh, so if it kind of goes a- along that vein, then I will like it a lot. I don't know if that really answers your question. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, I guess. I mean, uh, a lot of people that like sauces, and I've said it on the show a couple times, Anything that is vinegar-based, I probably uh, stray a little bit opposite of you. Anything that's a little vinegar-based, not sweet at all. I don't like uh, sweet sauce very much. And then has a nice, doesn't have to be hugely hot uh, in the back end, but something that kind of builds in the back of your mouth uh, just to let you know it's there to kind of complement and give you kind of a well-rounded flavor is going to be a sauce. Uh, that I'm going to like, and uh, that's why I kind of started to, I, I think well, last month I, I ate a sauce like right on camera, so you can kind of get my uh, feel and see what my face looks like uh, when we're tasting these. I'm going to try and do that again here uh, shortly, but uh, thanks for giving me your take on uh, you know the, the state of sauce out there, because you taste a lot of them, obviously, Scott. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wonder how you're comparing those. All right, so that leads us up to the last product of the night. <laughs> The Butcher Barbecue Honey Rub. Let me, uh, Scott, if I may, let me give you the rating. Uh, It's a grand champion. We're done. Sorry. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Go ahead. You read my mind. (laughs) Uh, Tell me about uh, Butcher Barbecue Honey Rub. It's an absolutely fantastic rub. Uh, It it sells on everything, especially pork. Really? Really? I, I think it does. Let me be honest, and this could go against uh, being a, a sponsorship kowtow. And I just got some honey rub myself. When I see the word honey and rub in the same sentence, it doesn't necessarily get me all excited where it counts, if you know what I mean. Well, do you have something against honey or maybe just on certain barbecue meats? Well, no, because like I'll put honey in my sauce, and if I'm foiling ribs and I want to go crazy competition willy, I'll throw honey on top of the ribs. But I, I guess where my mental line of delineation comes in is the fact that you know I can see honey that I'm putting on ribs or putting in sauce. Honey and rub seems like you've had to have done something to that honey to make it not honey. So then I'm always worried about fake flavor, just like, uh, you know, yogurt flavored, uh, fruit flavored yogurt. You know, banana always sucks. Peach is always fake. You know, I don't like that. So that's my initial apprehension when I see honey rub, but evidently not. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a honey powder dehydrated. There's nothing fake or artificial about it. It's definitely not like liquid smoke. Right. God forbid. Good. Yeah. Yeah. God forbid. But it really works. There's a great balanced sweetness to it. Uh, the, the paprika provides a nice little bit of heat. There's a nice, uh, I guess, rounded edge from garlic. Uh, but it's absolutely stellar on pork. I mean, it, it, it creates one of the best barks I've ever eaten to where you get the outside pieces and it's just like meat candy. Mm. Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, did you do it on uh, pork butt and, and ribs or just ribs or what did you use it on? Pork rub, pork butt, and ribs. Mm. And ribs were just fantastic. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, from those descriptions you were giving me, we're going to have another nice weekend here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. So I have an inkling on what's going to be hitting the old smoker here, probably coming up on Sunday. So, I mean, at least that 
makes me feel good because, you know, I've, I mean, I'm as weird as they come. I see certain things and, and I immediately start throwing up guards. I mean, where you, uh, first of all, where are you going to get it, uh, price point, and how much are you getting? Okay. You could find a website at butcherbbq.com. Where? Uh, there are stores nationwide that there's a little uh, retail finder on their website. You can check it out for yourself. Uh, it comes in a 12 ounce shaker bottle for eight fifty. A little pricey, but definitely worth it. All right. Uh, rating for the Butcher Barbecue Honey Rub is Scott Roberts sees it. Lay it on us. Uh, this is definitely Grand Champion. Holy jeepers. Like I said, you read my mind. Wow. I can't imagine. I'm, I'm trying to mentally go through the catalog of Grand Champions that we've had this year. Is this uh, make three or four? Uh, three and a half. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's uh, well. It's certainly not five. I know we right in the beginning of the reviews this year. I believe you came out right out of the gate with a grand champion. I think we might have had one or two sprinkled in between. But look, let's be clear for the listening audience, especially those who are going to be getting this in podcast fashion at their convenience. This isn't just something that you uh, dole out willy nilly. This grand champion. I mean, like I said, very few have been given out. We're, all, we're in November for crying out loud. So this really has to hit a mark with you, right, Scott? Well, oh, definitely. And, and I, I just don't throw these out, you know, to every product out there. Uh, and it's definitely, I guess, percentage wise, not representative of what I get as far as review products i when i come on your show i like to give some uh, mediocre some good and definitely if i come across a good product like this i like to uh, promote it as well just so you know everyone will know there's a fantastic product you know jump out you know go out there and you know buy some absolutely and that's why we have them on you can find them at scottrobertsweb.com during the day and once a month here on the barbecue central radio show at scott roberts scott always appreciate the time thanks for coming on tonight well, thank you, Greg. All right, take care. There he is. Review extraordinaire expert, whatever you want to call him, Scott Roberts. Honey Rub is the grand champion. That's the winner of the night, by the way, in case you are keeping track. Everything else was like a backyard crapper. Dave Bosca pulling grand champions, not only in barbecue competitions, but right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Show. No, uh, no sponsor, or you know, no, uh, no favoritism shown. I don't even think Scott listens to the show and knows that Dave's the sponsor. All right, gang. Let me tell you. Uh, first and foremost, this is the final open ad spot for the second hour. So, if you have a product of grilling or barbecue, you want to get it out to the target audience that you're trying to sell to. This is the avenue to do it right here. The vehicle of the show. You can get your uh, service or product in the barbecue or grilling industry right out to people that have a built-in interest and love for barbecue and grilling right here. It's very economical, easy to take advantage of. We do social media. You get banner ads, plus you get my sexy face talking about your product for three minutes. So if you're interested, contact me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I will give you rate. There are no rates. It's just one rate. There's only one spot left, so hurry. Secondly... Maybe you need a barbecue and grilling fix in between shows. Check me out on the forum, the BBQ Central, not show, just the BBQ Central.com, or you can find it at its anchor address, BBQ the numeral four the letter U.com. Join the forum. It's free. There's no posting requirements. 
You can ask how to cook stuff. You can get great advice from people at all different various levels of barbecue and grilling knowledge. No cookers are specified. No region of uh, style of barbecue is specified. It's open to everybody. We'd love to have you. BBQ-4-letteru.com or thebbqcentral.com. Check me out. In between shows, it's a fabulous place to hang out. Great people. All right, we're going to uh, step away and try and get this loof lighter out of here. 877-448-0433. 877-448-0433 to get a loof lighter. Stick around. Seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. We are wrapping up the final portion of the show here tonight. Thanks to Scott Roberts for coming on. Congratulations to Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue scoring a grand champion on the Honey Rub. Way to go, Dave! Give this freaking loof lighter away. Area code two six nine. Name and where you're calling from. Uh, Jay from Thurman, Michigan. You said James? Jay. Jay. How are you, Jay? Good. How are you? Well, I'm absolutely fantastic. Thanks for calling in tonight. <laughs> All right, Jay. Sorry, uh, my throat is going crazy on me. I've been talking too long. Um, we have this Luft lighter. Have you heard about it? Uh, yes, I have. All right. Uh, are you interested in potentially winning the $70 retail prize? Definitely. All right. So you're going to have to answer a very tough question. It's going to have to do with the show tonight. Have you been listening to the entire show, Jay? Uh, most of it, yes. All right. So I'm going to make you prove it right now. In the first hour, we talked to Fred Bernardo of Fred's Music and Tasty Legs Barbecue Supply Company. He's a sponsor of the show. He mentioned that in March of this coming year, he is going to be having a cooking class. So in order to win the loof lighter, you need to tell me, either the name of the pit master of the team or the team name, and you can have that loof lighter. Uh, the Pub Boys. That's right. Just that easy to win an $80 prize right here on the show. Uh, Jay, congratulations. This is what you need to do. Send me your shipping info to greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. I will forward that on to the folks at the Loof Lighter USA, and uh, they will send it to you in short order. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling in tonight, Jay. Beat it. There you go. That's who won the loof lighter. Jay, and I believe it was Michigan. Congratulations, buddy. Look, gimmick product or not, I don't know. Make up your own mind. Of course, you can't make up your own mind if you don't bother playing with it or playing to win it. I think there's a place for it. Look, I mean, you can never have too many uh, pyrotechnic things. Lost a word there. Had a big word. Lost it. Pyrotechnic things, and uh, Loof Lighter is definitely one of them. Uh, look, you could have a, a converter. Is that what they call it? An inverter where you're out camping. You can plug it into that. You can use it to light your fires right there at your campsite if you want to. You can really dry your hair very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. Don't actually do that. Never do that. Uh, before we go, I want to mention uh, that November 11th, 
which is three days from now, is Veterans Day here in the good old United States of America. So to everybody that has ever served the country, that is serving currently, or has had any affiliation with and have been discharged a veteran of this great country of ours, I want to say thank you first for putting yourself in harm's way. A lot of times we have no idea what's going on in the background and, and what you people are actually doing to protect our way of life. And I want to personally say that I appreciate the fact that you have decided to volunteer to do that. One of the very few countries that have a volunteer army. A lot of people require that you do at least two years uh, in certain areas of the country. And this one is not one of them. This is all volunteer and the soldiers that are out there and that have served decided to do that on their own. And I appreciate the fact that you have made that sacrifice for us. Some have made the ultimate sacrifice for the way that we're living. If we didn't have people like our proud veterans that we should respect and thank, especially on November 11th, but it shouldn't just be November 11th. You know, you see somebody in uniform, you see somebody that has been retired out of the military, you should thank them for your, for their service because you know, you didn't do it. Uh, and that's why you should thank them, because you don't have to do it. It's volunteer. So make sure you thank the veterans. Please make sure you thank the veterans, especially on November 11th. Your day, you deserve to have all the spoils that go along with protecting this great country of ours, and I'll certainly appreciate it. All right. Let's close it out big time. First hour, smoking guitar player Fred Bonato joined us. We talked about pizza. We talked about flour. Turkey Fest, cookers, grills, smokers. He broke it all down. Fred's Music and BBQ.com or TastyLicksBBQ.com. That is probably going to be the more preferred way to contact Fred from now on. Also, we talked with John Dawson from Patio Daddio BBQ.com. A couple different recipes. Also, what the importance of brining is. How you can introduce a little flavor during the brining process. Second hour, we had Al Cantorino from the Pizza Kettle. Pizza Kettle, I'm sorry, Kettle Pizza, not Pizza Kettle. KettlePizza.com is the website. 130 bucks. It starts at the 22. 120 bucks for the 18. Hey, looks like a great product. Try it out. Give me a review. You can be on the show. Guest segment. Review on the uh, Kettle Pizza. And, of course, final thanks to Scott Roberts for breaking down sauce and rub. Congratulations again to Dave Bosca on the Honey Rub. Grand champion, baby. Just another notch on the belt this year, Dave. Hey, I want to remind you to help control the rusty grill grate population. If you have raw cast iron grates and you use them as they're cooling down after you're cooked, clean them off, then hit them with a little Pam or a little Crisco. Let it burn back in as it cools down for years of non-rust service. Also, no, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host. And proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe, good night now.